0: Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. I'm Michael Vauder, and I'm here with Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant Cindy Riggs. Cindy has been practicing professionally for 20 years, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality.
1: So Michael, the other day you asked me what the number one question is that people ask in a reading. or in a session with me. And I would say that it is, do I have a spirit guide? And the very same question, they might word it differently. Do I have a guardian angel?
0: Yeah. And that's, that's something that uh, everybody can benefit from answering for themselves. Uh, Even if you don't necessarily, uh, coming from the sort of semi-agnostic perspective here, even if you don't necessarily believe that angels literally exist, like those, um, the, uh, having a guide of some kind is important. Having a a concept of something higher that has Mm -hmm. intelligence that you can commune with something larger than yourself.
1: Right, that you can tap into at any moment. And, you know, when people first started asking me this question, I thought, like, well, where have you been? <laughs> you know, like to me, because I've been at this so long, I'm like, well, of course you do. I mean, this is not even a question to me, but it's important that I always realize that somebody's always at a beginning point with spirituality. So, and the way I answer it is you do, you have at least half a dozen of them and I also see two angels behind everybody's left shoulder. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what I see. With the half a dozen spirit guides, I see mostly human-looking spirits to me. And there's usually an animal, sometimes two animals. You know, like the spirits are in animal form too. And it doesn't mean necessarily anything about the animal. Like you could look it up. To find out what its spiritual message is, which is interesting too, but it's more of a protector. Hmm. But when it comes to spirit guides, these are humanoid spirits that have shared lifetimes with us before. In most of my experience,
0: what what, what does humanoid mean? Well, they
1: appear human. They have been human with you. Okay, that's my terminology for it doesn't just look like a blob of energy. It looks like a person
0: Interesting. to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how so is this it, related to the concept of having a spirit animal?
1: Well, there's an animal totem, which people just, they see an animal all the time and they feel like it's the one that's speaking to them from the nature kingdom. Then there might be an animal. I had somebody the other day that had a goat as their animal guide. That's just how it appeared to me. And it gave us its name and it just says, I'm just, you know, along for the ride and doing some protection for you. Um, Not complete protection. We'll talk about that in a moment, but um, it's just like a companion. Like we have a pet, you know, although some people have a pet giraffe (laughs) or um, it could be anything. It could be an insect
0: Okay, so that's a spirit animal, but then having a spirit guide is something different?
1: A guide, in my experience, is someone you shared a lifetime with, which could be a human, one that appears human, or it can appear as what I would call an extraterrestrial. Got you. So I've seen both. And these guides are assigned to the person for their entire life. Well... For the most part. There are some guides that come in later in life, some guides that leave, and another one comes in, but I always ask. And most of the time, 90% of the time, they say, I've been with her or him since birth, and I will continue throughout this
0: lifetime. Okay, and so this is part of the idea that, that we incarnate into a given lifetime, a given experience to, to learn something, to, to accomplish something, to experience mm-hmm. something. And so these guides are there to, to help us through that, to kind of make sure that we do it.
1: Right. To encourage us. They can't make sure we do it because we do <laughs> okay. have free will, but they um, certainly interact in many different ways. And we can talk about those too. They interact in many ways, um, some that we're not conscious of. But they're always encouraging us along our path that we have chosen.
0: It's kind of like, do you remember in Microsoft Word the little paperclip guy? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Back in the good I old do. days, yeah. like Office ninety seven or whatever that was. Yeah,
1: I do remember that little guy.
0: That's that's my spirit guide.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the little paperclip guy. Not okay. really.
0: That would be cool no. if it was. Um, yeah, but
1: well, maybe there is someone who perceives their guide as the little paperclip guy. I do remember that. That was helpful.
0: Yeah, uh, he would just kind of pop up and be like, hey, do you need anything?
1: I know. I'm like, yes, I do.
0: Yeah, he was, he was a good friend. <laughs>
1: but, but I love that analogy because that is really what our guides are. They're just hanging out like, hey, you need anything? I'm here. Hmm. I'd love to answer it for you. I'd love to give you the answer. In fact, they would love to. Angels are a little bit different. They are extraterrestrial beings, and they – Um, seem to interact only when we ask for help. Mm. So they don't interfere unless we have called upon them. The spirit guides are interesting to me because there's usually one that stands out as a main guide that would be easiest for the person to communicate with or the one who delivers most of the messages, perhaps. And that one will tell me Oh, I was his father, or his mother, or his sister, and he was my daughter. You know, like they'll they'll show me what their relationship was in that lifetime. They'll show me where it was. They usually show me a scene of some kind. Um, I saw sisters the other day, and it was interesting to see how they interacted in that lifetime and where they were.
0: Sisters. So, what, oh, mm-hmm. like sisters. guides who were sisters.
1: Well, my client was a sister, and her guide was her sister in the other lifetime in another country, Poland. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And they showed me how close they were in age and how much they loved each other. There, I also saw another one was brothers, I think. This was all recent. And one of them had a hearing disability, so the other one would – They oh, they, they figured out their own type of – sign language hmm. like they made up their own system which was interesting um probably before sign language was much of a thing because it was
0: a while ago their own sign language for for communication
1: no no in the lifetime where they lived oh. together as humans as brothers one of them had a hearing disability and they created their own sign language that nobody else understood i see interesting so they had secrets, you know, with each other. Okay, so and so it's fun to find out, you know, who our guides were and what our relationship was with them. Go ahead. You were going to ask something.
0: What does it do for a person to have a guide, like on, a, it, on a, like an emotional, spiritual level?
1: Immediately it makes them feel more comfortable, unless they have a concept that the guide is judging them. Ah. And that's when they're like, what do you mean they are watching me every moment? Yeah, they are, but they're not judging you. Um, You know, they can hear all my thoughts. Yeah, they're also not judging those. I've heard people come to me and they say, well, I used to hear my guide and now I don't. I think that it got mad at me and left. That's impossible too. Hmm. What happens in that case is that the person is so caught up in 3D that they can't have a good connection anymore. And we help to fix that in the session.
0: Okay, so how do, so a client, a client will come to you and and be wondering how to make contact with their guys, yes. right? Or,
1: or they don't even know that they have them. And I can introduce them to a few I don't want to overwhelm them, but I'll introduce them to one or two guides. And then if we have time, if they're open to it, um, I can teach them how to communicate with them pretty much on the spot. Most people can do it the first time.
0: So is there a process that you go through or is it very – is it individualized to the point where it's like it's hard to – to describe what the process would be over a podcast or what's...
1: Oh, no, I can describe it. Um, In fact, anybody listening can try this at home because sometimes I'm putting people on the spot too much if they're in my office trying to do it. So they learn the process there and then they can practice it at home. Um, So first I have them sit in a comfortable position, ankles uncrossed, hands separated, and I'll have them take a few deep breaths. If they're really nervous or anxious about it, I realize it might not work. So I might do an ego removal technique on them just so that anxiety piece is gone. But some people just, if they're used to meditating or doing other spiritual things, they just go right into a trance. Um, And I'm not trying to put them in a trance. I can just tell that they're in that alpha brainwave state where they can hear things either from within or around them. So I've already told them where their guide is on their left or their right. I'll have them close their eyes and just say, hey, guide, Um, you know, maybe the guide has given us a name. Like, let's say it's Joe, Uh, Joe, and I'll have the person say telepathically to their guide, Joe, give me a signal that you are here with me. Give me some kind of signal. Now, that could be a vision. It could be something they hear in their mind like a word. It could be something they feel inside or outside. So if that, if that guide named Joe is on the right side, they might feel a sensation on the right side of their body. Or they might just know somehow that they're there um and everybody's different so there is no right or wrong so once they have that signal and people have said everything from i saw a flash of light to i felt like my hair was moving on that side of my head to uh i felt something in my heart um or i even had somebody see the name written in front of them like on a screen and i've had people hear them too but that's a little less common So once we have determined what their presence indicator is, then we can go to yes or no. So I have them say, Joe, give me your yes answer. And that means if you were to ask your guide a question, you would get the answer yes. Hmm. Now, the question's really important, and we'll get to that in a moment. But we establish first the yes and the no. And that can be anything, again, from a physical like sensation to something they see or hear. And then I encourage the person to practice with that. Now you've established yes or no. And if they were pretty clear about, wow, when it was yes, I saw bright, whatever. Or I heard the word yes. Or I just felt it in my gut. Like it felt really uplifting or something. It's different for everyone. Um, Once they've established yes and no... And then for no, sometimes people see nothing. Sometimes they see black. Sometimes it's just the absence of the yes. So the most important thing is don't ask them, should I blank or should I do this, should I do that? Always ask them, is this helpful? That's the question to ask. So if you want to buy something in the store, is this helpful, Joe? And he'll give you yes or no. Is this helpful for me to do yoga today? Is it helpful for me to take this supplement? Um, and sometimes they don't answer because it just they're just like, well, that's your free will. You can choose. But um, often they'll give you a yes or no. Because they want you to know what's helpful for you and what isn't. They will never should on you. They will never tell you what to do. So that's why I don't ask, should I do this? Should I go to this party? Should I go on a date with this person? Just is this helpful for me? Hmm. Now, if you get a yes for an is this helpful for going out with someone and then that does that turns out what you might call badly. That doesn't mean your guide was misguiding you. It just means that there was some part of that experience that was going to be helpful for you,
0: right. Very so
1: that is very simply how that's done. And as soon as people establish yes and no, and I tell them you are now communicating already with your spirit guide, they're pretty astounded by that.
0: What are some it's of?
1: really? It's really cool. I mean, it's amazing to be able to do that. What were you going to ask?
0: What are some of the challenges that that people face in communicating with their guides and how do you help them through that?
1: Well, their expectations of how it's going to be, like a Hollywood uh, movie or um, that they're going to hear something with their physical ears. Mm. So I just have to continue explaining that it, it can be very subtle and uh it's just it just takes practice for some. Really- um other challenges they have, well, is ego. Ego is the biggest challenge because they have anxiety about it and then if they don't think they can do it, then they start beating themselves up, you know, like right. and then they feel bad about themselves and that's not what this is about. The guide would not want them to feel that way. And then they're choosing to feel that way, of course.
0: So if that is someone's situation, uh, how do you help them through that?
1: Well, then that could lead to more uh, techniques that we could do or a different coaching session or a hypnosis session, something to boost their confidence gotcha. in themselves.
0: This is really I, did, interesting. I did
1: it in the beginning. I beat myself up. I thought, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm no good. I can't do this. Why can't I do this the first time? You know, just silly things when I finally realized that We have to let go of trying.
0: Your process of helping people to um, identify and commune with spirit guides reminds me of this book I read about aboriginal healing practices in Australia, Mm -hmm. like ancient sort of uh, uncontacted tribes and how their shamans deal with this stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's fascinating. There's clearly some resonance there like these are clearly ancient techniques uh that have been around
1: (laughs) right because spirit guides have been around as long as humans have been around and it's nothing's changed really (laughs) yeah so you could say that we're using an ancient technique or we're just using a technique that has always been available to humans and humans were better at it in ancient times because they didn't have so many preconceived notions about spirituality. It was just natural,
0: right, yeah. in this book, I think it was called "The Secrets of Aboriginal Healing, or something along those lines i'll mm. I'll put it in the uh, show notes. but okay. uh, in in the book, the guy, it was this physicist who had m um, s and mm. so he like could he could barely walk. He was in a wheelchair, and he was. Uh, he was um, what do you call it he was atrophying pretty quickly and not going to live very long and they uh, he knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody in this tribe somewhere in the outskirts of Australia and so he went there and he met these people and they taught him how to make contact with spirit guides and through that process he ended up healing himself and walking wow. again and then creating this whole practice back in the states of helping people to do something similar
1: that's amazing
0: yeah it's a very mm-hmm. inspiring book <laughs> i just spoiled it i guess for everyone that's well that's yeah the outcome uh, <laughs> that's <okay>. he lives <laughs> But um, he lives
1: and he heals himself and I think that's wonderful because we do have access to assistance and everybody does mm-hmm. everyone who has the ability to communicate in some fashion I mean I, even people in comas can probably do that some of them I just I can't imagine that there's anybody who can't who, who well who doesn't have the ability to That doesn't mean there aren't people who can't because they don't believe they can't or because they're just too disconnected from spirit.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I mean, part of the story was that this guy, because he was coming from a, he was a physicist, right? So he was coming from a very rigid atheistic paradigm. And so he Mm -hmm. had to kind of loosen up and he Mm -hmm. had to, he had to uh, experience things that he couldn't explain and then develop this whole new paradigm of how to understand reality.
1: Yeah, that and, happens to a lot of people. They have to experience something they can't explain and then it opens them up. Yeah. It's good.
0: But then it's cool, this idea that that contacting guides who are outside this, this 3D reality, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, this dense experience we're all in uh that can be an interesting and valuable thing uh because it's a perspective that's outside the system right and so Mm -hmm. uh it can it can help you to gain perspective
1: it can help you with anything anything and everything and it's really nice to know we have a companion that just loves us, and that just wants to help all the time.
0: Okay, so now my my uh, my my uh, I don't want to call it skepticism. It's not it's not skepticism. It's a a concern that I would have mm-hmm. for for myself or for other people who are getting into this and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Is is that one could end up just sort of listening to perhaps the worst part of themselves or somehow yes. doing it wrong. Maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it, but but mm. I imagine one could end up sort of just um, like listening to some voice in one's head that perhaps doesn't have one's best interest in mind and thinking that it's their guide right?
1: Yes. And I have seen people doing that. (laughs) Now, the most important thing to understand is that a spirit guide is never going to warn us of danger, or tell us anything negative, it will inspire us to do something else to keep us away from danger. But if it does, we would never know what the danger was. We would never know that it was present. So if if it is warning us or trying to frighten us into doing something, that is not a spirit guide. That is not a pure source of information.
0: Okay, got it. So if your spirit guide is telling you to go murder someone, that's not your spirit guide.
1: That's not a spirit guide, no. That's something else from the fourth dimension that you're communicating with. Now, we also have a higher self, which is really like talking to our soul that might be a little more difficult to do just because how do you trust it when it's yourself, you know, your Mm. true self. So that's why I encourage the spirit guides. It's a great place to start. That's where I started and it led me to everything else.
0: Yeah. So the, the distinction between one's higher self and one's spirit guides is an important one. I think, uh, because your higher self, or your soul, or your—I've uh, heard it described—true essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. the The idea behind that is that that's you. That's the you that chose to incarnate, but it's the, the more it's the whole you.
1: Right. It's the the you without the personality, without the ego, without thought.
0: Right. It's just pure knowing, wise love. So it's the pure essence of me that has incarnated again and again into mm-hmm. particular vessels. And so here I am in this vessel. And so I'm in, in this experience on earth in 2018. I'm, I'm lesser than that true essence, although I am at the same time that true essence. Right. right. But- you
1: are that true essence with a whole bunch of other stuff added to it. Um, and that's why it can be difficult to get to that true essence for some mm. people. Um, the truth is, from the biggest picture, as I currently understand it today, is that that part of us is source itself. Mm. It's an aspect of source itself.
0: It's an aspect of source, but it also has a particular, uh, it, it, your your true self, your higher self also has particular, um, like, tendencies and personalities and, and like is individuated in some sense from source, right?
1: The personality is what shows up with the ego. Okay. It does have certain objectives, I believe. Okay. And so it may have brought in with it in its, in, in your cellular memory <laughs> of your body or even of your DNA, certain abilities. Like, you know, I like to think of a three-year-old who can play you know the piano in a concert.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: because they just know it. No one's taught them how to play the piano. They just know how to do it. They're born with that ability, and they they brought that in for a, a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe the personality is all created. Well, I don't really know. Yeah,
0: honestly. maybe personality is the wrong word. But like, yeah, you because. If I've incarnated a bunch of times and if I am a particular true self, spirit being, essence, Mm -hmm. what have you, then I'm going to have some uh, particular essence, traits, whatever, that that are different from somebody else's true self, right? You could follow
1: the same kind of archetype for a few lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have certain... uh, not abilities, but certain mannerisms or certain ways of being
0: patterns that repeat, and certain cellular memories, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of, sure, that's how you said it earlier.
1: Yeah, it's much more complicated um, well, than just that's, that's I a, reincarnated. You know,
0: yeah, that's a different podcast, I guess. But the, yes, the point, the point for this <laughs> is just to differentiate that from spirit guides, because if you're talking to your true self, higher self. Uh, that's that's different. How how is that different? Well,
1: the the problem with differentiating is that we don't have the visible or the physical proof of the separateness of those things—the spirit guide and the true self. For all I know, it could just be our our true selves showing up in different oh, good point. configurations. I don't know interesting. for sure. It sure appears to me like there are people standing around everybody, but, um, you know, maybe those are aspects of ourselves. They do tell me about lifetimes. So that's kind of interesting. But because of that, I feel like if, as long as we're getting guidance of some kind, it doesn't matter. Hmm. You know, as long as the guidance is pure and loving, it doesn't matter to me where it's from. Half the time, I don't know where I'm, I'm from where I'm receiving guidance and I don't care because it's helpful. So whether it's my guide or my higher self or the oneness or some other spirit I've channeled, it doesn't matter.
0: Okay. So as far as making sure that the guidance is, is pure and loving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you told us that we can have sort of a rule of thumb that, You know, if it's telling you to uh to to murder someone, that's that's not that's not it. Right. But what what are some other tips for making sure you're getting advice that's pure and loving?
1: Well, one of my favorite statements is before I do anything spiritual, only high level guides and energies of light and love. No, actually, what do I say? Only high level (laughs) beings (laughs) only high level beings and energies of light and love may approach me. Right, And I am setting the stage for communication by saying that that's a commanding statement. No spirit has more power than I do. And your spirit guides don't have more power than you do because Mm. you're both animal and spirit So, and you're in a free will zone. So whatever I say has to go. Mm. And if I believe that when I say it, then it has to be so. I've never had that fail on me. Now, if I had doubt, it might fail, hmm. so.
0: Yeah, I learned that it, from you, and I say that whenever I take my tarot deck out, for example. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad. And then you know, because you've commanded, here is who is allowed in my room right now. Right. Only high level beings and energies of light and love.
0: Yeah, I've I've commanded are welcome in this room. Commanded mm-hmm. the energy that's in my presence. I've sort of uh, fixed my my modes of perception into a certain frame where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focusing myself on positive energies. Yes. And you I guess, can never go
1: wrong with the word love. It is the purest creative force of energy there is.
0: Hmm.
1: And hmm. it is what the source is. You know, that's why they say God is love.
0: Cool. Well, is there anything you want to leave us with? I'd, this is. Uh, oh, I feel like this is one of our shorter episodes, but I feel like we have we've come full circle and explained yeah. a lot. So
1: we have. So if if a person wants to know who their spirit guides are and they don't feel like they can see them or hear them, I would just say ask them to show themselves in a dream, which is exactly what happened to me, hmm. and it was a dream that was far too real to just be a dream, um, and that is where I met one of my spirit guides. And I learned her name, and I asked her questions, and we were communicating telepathically. And that's the most powerful way you can meet your spirit guide. Just say, if I have a guide that wants to communicate with me, come to me in a dream, come to me during a meditation, and make yourself known.
0: Would you? Do you want to uh, guide us on some kind of uh, experience of, of meeting a spirit guide? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. Love to. So, my favorite way, everyone who's listening,
1: if you're not driving, <laughs> please don't do this if you're driving because you will have your eyes closed. Get into a comfortable position, ankles uncrossed, hands separated. And the reason for that is the crossed ankles can block some of the energy flow. And when the hands are touching each other, It it tends to ground us. So if our hands are separated, we can more easily get into a trance-like state, which is all we're asking for today. Alpha brainwave state, same thing as daydreaming, same as watching TV. So just going to be relaxed in that zoned out kind of state. So I recommend that we take a few deep breaths. And as you exhale just relieve release all of the tension from the physical body with each breath let go of expectations let go of how most importantly how is a horribly obstructive word just throw how out the window and then you can do this much more easily So I would like you to imagine a beautiful scene in nature, a place where you feel perfectly safe and very peaceful. And this can be a place you've been before or one that you create in your imagination. For now, you are using your most powerful psychic tool, imagination. So imagining whatever is there. And then noticing the colors of what is there. Maybe there's water. Maybe there are trees. Maybe there are rocks. You're alone there, but you're perfectly safe. And then noticing any sounds in this sacred space. Noticing any fragrances in the air. noticing the temperature of the air. And now just know that not only are you safe, but you can do anything here. It's only limited to your imagination. So find a perfect spot to relax in where you can be perfectly comfortable knowing you are safe. my voice is always here with you. I am always here with you. And now I'd like you to imagine that a doorway or some kind of portal or opening has appeared in this beautiful place. Any kind of doorway you imagine. And through this doorway can come your spirit guide in a moment when you invite them in. But first we're going to establish that only high level beings and consciousnesses and energies of light and love are welcome in this space. And in a moment you'll invite one of your guides to join you in this space, but let go of how it may appear. It may appear as a person, sure, but it may also appear as just a body of energy. It might appear as an animal. It might appear as some other shape or geometry. Some people just know that it's there or feel it or maybe see a color. Let go of every expectation of how the guide appears. And now telepathically or silently using your mind, just say, I will, I invite one of my spirit guides of the light to join me now. And then just wait. Be peaceful and wait to see if you feel something or see something or know something is there or maybe even hear something in your mind and if you don't experience something now or a few moments from now pretend that something is joining you there And then pretend you're not pretending anymore. It can take time to feel or see or hear or know. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that space to get some kind of signal. And maybe what you're getting is very clear. And if so, you can notice if this guide has a gender, you can notice how clearly you can see the features, or if it's just a color. Notice what the color feels like to you, ensuring that it feels loving. And from here, you can ask for a name, and it will be the quickest name that comes into your mind, the first thing that pops in, and that can be the name you use, for they don't really have names. They are energy that we can translate into a name. A name that matches the energy signature of that being. And from here, you can ask that being to give you a yes answer. Which maybe you see or you feel. And then you can ask it to give you it's no answer. And for the purpose of this session, ask it one question about something or someone or a situation asking, of course, is it helpful? Is this helpful for me? And sometimes guides won't answer because it is neither helpful or harmful. And then now it, now you can ask if your guide has anything else it wants to show you, tell you, or even share with you. It may just share some of its energy. And some of that energy might touch you somewhere in, on your body or in your energy field. It may extend so you can feel it. Most importantly, ask them if they will meet you here again at another time where you can spend more time and learn more and ask more questions once you've thought of them. And now you decide do you send them out the door from where they came and the door disappears or do you keep them there with you and you seal the door in some way. That's all up to you. So do that now. And once that's done, take one more look around. Memorize this place, its colors, the sights and the sounds. Most importantly, the safe, relaxing, peaceful feeling A place where you can return anytime you choose, using your most powerful tool, your imagination. And that is just as easy as it can be. Soak in the energy of this place one more time. And now hear my voice. Notice the chair or whatever it is your body is seated upon. Notice what it feels like. Start to wiggle your toes and fingers, and open your eyes when you're ready. How was that,
0: Michael? It was, it was great. My uh, my guide came to me as Yoda. Oh,
1: which how is fun!
0: Great, which is something that's um, happened. Many times before, actually.
1: Oh, but that's really fun. Was, and do you call is its name Yoda? Yep. Okay. Yep. Sure. Now, somebody might say, Well, that's a character from a movie. And you can say, Yeah, sure it is. It could also be my spirit guide.
0: It can. Because
1: there are plenty of people on the planet that have the same names. Plenty of Michaels and Cindy's.
0: Right. <laughs> Right. And I mean, I suppose it's just manifesting in a way that is comforting to me.
1: Right. Right. Something that you relate to, something that you feel familiar or familiar with or that you feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah. It's like using someone's language.
1: Right. You're comfortable with Yoda. You trust Yoda. I do. He's wise. Uh
0: He is. He's great.
1: It's wonderful. Now, if a person went through this exercise and they didn't experience anything, it's very important that they don't give up because that's just one practice session. And it was a very, very brief one. It would be much longer in my office and Mm -hmm. I could guide. Mm -hmm. And if it is in my office, I can guide a person through it. It's more interactive. They can tell me whether or not they're seeing something, what they're experiencing, and I can help prompt questions and things for them. Right. Um, so it's, it's of course much better one-on-one, but this exercise is something that people can practice and every time they might get a little bit more, more importantly, go to that place, relax, don't think, don't try, just allow it to occur.
0: Try not do or do not. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. There is no <laughs> yes. try. Right. That's right. That's, that's because Yoda for, in, for uh, the anyone who didn't get that. Okay, because <laughs> in the beginning I was trying too hard with everything. and I was getting frustrated, and people do get frustrated. Right. But um, that's not necessary. You don't have to choose frustration over something that you are able to do. It's just that your mind's in the way. So uh, obviously I would, I would have people relax much longer than we did in the beginning before we begin. Before we get to that doorway.
0: Right. Yeah, this was so, sort of a jam-packed, action-packed. It was. Uh, yes, it was. It was jammed guide into. guide experience.
1: Yes. But there's the technique and anybody can practice it. And if they need a guide, of course, I'd love to help them. Um, but we all have this within us, this ability, to do and you meet your spirit guide and, but, the, uh, but then people say, well, I don't know if I got the right name or I don't know if I'm really seeing this or if I'm making it up, just go with it. Yeah. Most of the time we're not making anything up. Where does it come from? How do we make something up if we weren't thinking about it? So go with the first name yeah. you get, go with what you see, just go with it. Just trust it because this is all 85% confidence anyway.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've we've done this before in your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've like guided me through a much mm-hmm. more thorough experiences, and it's been really cool. Um, Good, I'm glad. I think this time I was just uh, a little distracted, and my mind's on other things. So I, I think spirit manifested as Yoda, just because like that's kind of easy for me to kind of sure. get behind. <laughs>
1: Sure. And the less distracted we are, the more powerful the experience will be, no matter if it's this or something else in the realm of spirituality. Yeah. So good. I'd love to hear feedback from listeners. Um, Text me, email me. Love to know. Oh, yes.
0: Speaking of which, uh, I, I keep forgetting to mention this on the podcast, but if you do enjoy this podcast... It'd be really cool if you went on iTunes and left a review. Yeah, we would love that
1: very much. We would appreciate that very much. Yes, thank you.
0: Because uh, the iTunes um, decides based on those reviews how, like, whether or not to show our podcast to people. And right. And we would we like would to like reach to sh- new people.
1: That's right. We would like to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was fun.
0: Yeah, And I hope
1: that was um, enlightening for some or all who are listening. Thank you. And thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful.
0: You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available.
1: And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.